Hey everybody, Future Chris here. I just wanted to pop in before the show and apologize for it being a little late this week. Originally, we were going to have some musical interludes in between our segments as we're talking about some of our songs from Broadway, but Anchor and Spotify have been having some distribution issues, so unfortunately I had to take them out. Feel free to check out all of the tracks we've talked about in this episode on Spotify or other accounts, and we'll also have them listed over on our Twitter. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy all the lights on Broadway. Your presence has been detected and recorded. Thank you. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to My Random World. I, of course, am your host, the one who keeps it gay, keeps it gay, keeps it gay, Chris. Joining us, as always, is my bestie. She's doing the cell block tango, Miss Crystal. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't think I can with my back and hip, but... (laughs) And then joining me here at the table, she enjoys a little night music. Miss Jody, our peanut gallery. Really? That's Crystal's musical, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just be glad I found a sound time to do this. <laughs> but that's Andrew that's Lloyd, Lloyd Webber. Uh, it's listed under uh, sound time. A little oh. light? Yeah. No, no, oh, no. You're what? thinking Phantom. That's not from Phantom. No, I'm thinking from Phantom. <laughs> I, I was thinking he said the music of the night. That's what, yeah. that's what I thought. Brain, that's what that's, he said too. That's what my brain translated it to. <laughs> oh. What's a little night music from? I'm looking. A little night music. Oh. Oh, that is the actual name of it. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know that one. Yeah, I've heard that term before, but I've never actually heard it. So. <laughs> hmm. But yes. Yeah, so if you can't tell tonight, we're talking musicals. Our favorite songs from a couple of our favorite musicals that we love. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's the musical that uh, Sending the Clowns comes from. Ah. Well, I'm already here, so. (laughs) So, All right. So let's get this showboat started. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'll start us off. So this one, uh, I'm more of a contemporary. Uh, uh, modern uh, musical fan. The the classics are wonderful, but my heart lies with some of the newer ones. My absolute favorite, and I actually finally got to see this on my honeymoon in West End. West Side. West End, I got is Wicked. The story of the Witches of Oz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh my god, this play oh my gosh i love it i love the book mm-hmm. and once i found that it was a musical oh my gosh <laughs> uh listen to this for the first time when i was in um a theater group at work and fell in love with it 
just the 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 voices, the melodies, the story, mm-hmm. so good. So it just follows uh, the Wicked Witch, who her name is Alphaba, and her journey meeting Glinda and going through school and then finding forging her own path. It's just so good, and everybody, of course, knows uh, Adina Menzel, who mm-hmm. played Alphaba in the original. Um, you probably know her as Elsa from Frozen. Not Rent. Sorry. <laughs> and Rent. Yeah, they probably know her from Rent. Oh, or, she was wasn't she in... She was in a lot of stuff. I was going to say, wasn't she in one of the... Uh, was it In the Heights? Um, it was one of those around no. that time, too. I don't think she's been know, in the Heights. Unless, well, maybe like a revival, maybe, I guess. Oh, no, right. no. Oh, no, no, no. That was Leah. Leah Michelle. Was in in the heights. Oh no, that's not who I'm talking about. No, no, no. She was in. Hold on, hold on. Speaking of that, <laughs> was it in the Light Piazza? Hold on. Maybe it was Light but, Piazza. But uh, Wicked debuted in May 2003. Um, the music is by Stephen Schwartz, and it won three grand, three Tonys, and a Grammy. Um, so lots of good awards for this one. But uh, it has Adina Menzel. You've got Kristen Chenoweth. Love that woman. Kristen, <laughs> she, yeah. She, that I, yeah. she <laughs> is a marvel. I mean, she can sing opera. She just, that little that little tiny frame and that voice that comes out. And, and just she's like, so funny, too. I know. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Remember when she was on Pushing Daisies? On <laughs> Pushing Daisies. <laughs> she's so Sorry, what I was now, thinking the, was if then she was an if then. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If if you like, <laughs> if you like Adina Menzel and you want to uh, hear her hear Queen Elsa cussing, definitely check out If Then because there's a song she sings called "What the Fuck," and I love nice. that song. <laughs> or you might go pick someone who sings better. But <laughs> I'm not a huge Idina fan. Like, I am not a huge Idina fan. I think she was great in Rent for Maureen. Yeah. I thought it was perfect for her. I did enjoy her as Alphaba because, I mean, they, it, it's kind of made for her voice. But um, and because she was kind of like the first one that did it, she made it her own. So that's what sticks in there. But like, if you if you put down like her album of just her singing, I'm like, no, uh-uh, sorry, turn that off. Um, I don't care I, for you it. Know, I, I've run into that mm-hmm. with Broadway singers where I, I really like you when you're doing Broadway, but then when you have your own album, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some are fine. Some not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Now this one was a difficult one for me to pick because there are so many good songs on this album. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's, it's, that's a great musical and a great album. Like Defying Gravity. Um, uh, you've got For Good, you've got The Wizard and I, um, Popular, oh my gosh, so many good ones. Um, but the one I chose is What Is This Feeling? It's with the first meeting of Alphaba and Glinda, and they're just being roomed together at uh, uh, at the school, and they are not happy about it. And just the, the snarkiness and the back and forth between Alphaba and Glinda is just absolutely amazing. 
And seeing this in London with the British actresses doing this, and it, that accent just adds a little bit more snarkiness to it. <laughs> I think this would have been fun to see on the West End. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, it's it's one of my <laughs> favorites. When I hear this come on, I can't help but sing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sing out, Mary. Right. <laughs> no, from the I mean, from this soundtrack, like all of those are great. I I mean, especially when popular comes on, you can't oh, yeah. like it. It just creates this feeling of no, I must sing now, and I must sing very snarkily. And I just I love I do love that song, and I love dancing through life. Yes. That's a re- another really really good one. Um, I like the key changes in it. It's amazing. Yeah, and just just a, couple, a random thing. Two of uh, one of my favorite actresses actually played Madame Morrible in the uh, in the play at one time on Broadway. The incomparable Rue McClanahan played oh, Madame Morrible. Oh, that would have been cool. And just random out of nowhere, I love that he did this. Uh, Joey McIntyre played Fierro. <laughs> Like two kids on the block. Like, oh God. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, he actually was one that could sing, but I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. He did a really good job. And not to mention, um, the guy from O Town actually played Fierro at one point oh, as well. And if you're a Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan, Libby took over the role of Elphaba for a long time. Oh, that's I right. could see that. Yeah. And we can't forget Joel Gray. Yep. I mean the wizard. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, the wizard in uh, at the West End when we saw it was uh, the guy who played Kenny, the station manager from Frasier. And oh, I love him! Oh my god! And he was in that uh, heavyweights. I didn't yeah. know he could. Oh, I love him! Oh my god, I love I'm him! Like, I actually know somebody. Oh, he's adorable. That I is that's him. fun when like you recognize people. He played. Was it Bulldog? Is that no Kenny, the station manager? Oh, oh, the mm-hmm. oh, okay, I know what you're talking about okay, yeah. the the British, the... no, the big guy, the one who was in heavyweights on Disney. Yeah, oh, the counselor. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I love him too. <laughs> it's all good. I had the wrong person in my head, but I love him too. <laughs> who didn't? When we went to go see Chicago and Tampa, didn't we know one of the guys? He was a bigger guy, wasn't he? The schmuck. You know, yeah. the husband? Do you remember who oh. it was? Because oh, you were the one that pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Yes, 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 yes. It, um, he's a twin, identical twin. Um, you remember in The Princess Diaries when she's um, saying that she wants to turn the one, um, the one like, uh, vacation house that she has into – the orphanage for the kids and then she asked the one guy how's your brother and then will i invite and then they they have him come in and oh like, like yeah it, it was it was one of those oh, he was on okay. mad tv also yes okay that was right okay he does a mean mrs garrett impression <laughs> oh my god yeah girls oh my god <laughs> he used to do it on mad tv so funny all right. All right. So on that note, we're going to head over and we're going to see what is this feeling from Wicked. Check it out and we'll be right back. Are back. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I love at the end when she's like, boo. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. What, what amazes me about Wicked is like, that is not what that entire book is about. That is like a very, very, very small part of the book that mm -hmm. they then expanded for this. Cause like that book is so much better than that musical. Yeah. Like in my opinion, I'd much rather read the book, but then like the book and the musical are completely two different things. Mm -hmm. Like it's a whole other story that, that, that what's his face did not come up with. But like, then again, I don't think McGuire ever could have come up with that because other than his mm -hmm. wizard of Oz books, his books suck. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Sorry, Mr. McGuire. <laughs> I, I took a trombone. Sorry. <laughs> All right, ladies. So, who's going to go next? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, who's ready? You ready? Ready? You ready? Um, you ready? Jody, <laughs> I didn't write down the. Um, you were all about the. Well, I know this swept the turn, so I can. I guess. Okay, I'll start. Are you good? If not, I um, can go. No, I'm okay. good. I can go. Um, I love this musical. I have watched the movie countless, countless times. How to succeed in business without really trying. Mm. The movie stars Robert Morse and Michelle Lee. The Broadway show had Robert Morris, Rudy Valley, and Sammy Smith, and all three of them came over and did the movie version. Basically, Robert Morris's character, J. Pierpont Finch, is he's a bit of a con man. Mm -hmm. He starts out as a window washer and he buys a book that is how to succeed in business without really trying. It's a it's a real book. It's what the musical's based on. And well, they took some liberties. <laughs> but he he's washing windows on this big building in New York and he steps into the building and takes off his window washer outfit and he's got a, a suit and a bow tie on and he ends up bumping into the owner of the company or the not the, the president of the company played by Rudy Valley. Rudy Valley is a big musical star from like the 30s and 40s all black and white stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh then he learns his name, J.B. Bigley, and then he runs into, um, he decides to find the personnel office. And when he meets the personnel manager, he says, well, we're not, we're not hiring. He goes, oh, well, I was just talking to Mr. Bigley. And he's like, you're talking to J.B. Bigley? And he's like, well, yes. So he quickly learns how to drop names. He gets himself into the mailroom that first day in a couple of hours, they want to promote him to the head of the mailroom, but he decides to promote the, ne the, um, the president's nephew, Bud Frump, who is just a pain in the ass. And <laughs> if he doesn't get what, what he wants, he calls his mother and then his mother calls her sister, which is the president's wife. And then she calls her husband and bitches at him. <laughs> <laughs> this is all set. I mean, the movie came out in the sixties. It, um, the film was came out in 1967. The musical ran from October of 61 to March of 65. It swept the Tonys. Like, best musical, best score, best mm -hmm. book, best leading actor. Yeah. I really wanted to see it uh, recently, um, within the last few years, when Daniel Radcliffe had it. I missed Daniel Radcliffe, and I saw Darren Criss oh. do the part. We ended up, we had 12th row and we got upgraded to fourth row on the floor. It, oh, it was amazing. Um, but there's, there's one funny number, which I didn't end up choosing where 
he tries to make Mr. Bigley know that he is that he they went to the same college, which they didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it it's like he cons his way up to a junior executive job within a couple of days. Then he's the head of the junior executives. And within a matter of two weeks, he's CEO of the company. Oh, no. geez. Yeah. <laughs> I could get that far. <laughs> and they changed some of the songs a little bit. Like they, they took away two of the songs that Rosemary, the girl that he falls in love with, that Michelle Lee plays. They took away a couple of her songs. So they gave, they gave her different songs for the movie to sing. Um, the revival on Broadway had Matthew Broderick. The revival before Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. had Matthew Broderick and Megan Mullally. That would have been amazing to see. Just, like, it's not yeah, even it's not even a musical that I would normally want to go see. But if you give me those two names and be like, I don't care what it is, I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> yeah, right. He's very, like, I love the character. Like they said, the character was a bit more. They made him mellowed out a little bit for the movie because they didn't want him to seem as harsh and conniving in the movie as he does in the stage show, which I don't see that big of a difference, but maybe they've mellowed out the stage show since I've mm-hmm. seen it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I love Robert Morris. I, I, he's like, you know, probably a couple inches taller than I am. He's a short guy and powerful singing voice. And just like the way he plays the characters, like the, um, when he's, you know, buttering them up and kissing their ass and kissing up to them and he'll just be like you know head on their shoulder looking right up into their eyes mm-hmm. like a little lost puppy dog and, and um interesting little fun tangent that i found out while i was researching this the secretary to the president of the company she doesn't ha- sing until the the end of the movie or the end of the musical when they all sing the big number at the end um brotherhood of man and she gets up behind them on the top of the desk and she starts singing. She was a nun in the first Sister Act movie. Which wow. nun? Yeah. Uh, she, yeah I'd Is have it to. just a background nun? Yeah, oh. well, you, they, they do close up on her and you hear her sing by oh. herself at some point. Mm. But, I, but obviously, I mean, you can't see her hair. She had big glasses on. I, I didn't know. Oh, she was. oh wait, wait, nun. wait. I think I know which one it is. She's a taller woman. Mm. Um, yeah. And she could still sing, and I was like, and when I when I saw that, because I was, you know, like I'm on IMDb and other, you know, I was on other stuff. And when I went to IMDb and I saw her picture, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's like one particular nun that doesn't really have like speaking words, but you see her a lot with the glasses, and she is like, you do actually hear her sing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's who I think that's who it is. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. But Funny enough, that's what we watched I, with mom. We went to go see her the other day. Was uh, Sister Act Two was on, so we watched the end of that with her. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, that's that's about it. I just I love the musical. Like they do a lot of breaking the fourth wall, where it like Ponty wants to get a, a job in the junior executive, and he as the the manager personnel is leaving the mailroom. He goes up to the head of the mailroom. He goes, don't I have to deliver these to Mr. Gatch? And he goes, Gatch. He goes, yes, Gatch. And then the head of personnel goes, Gatch. You know, Gatch is looking for someone for his junior executive pool. And Robert looks right at the camera and goes, he is? I can <laughs> see why Matthew Broderick would want to play that. that. Yeah. No, yeah. It's He's like totally job. right yeah. up his alley. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so, I mean, the clips that I saw of Daniel Radcliffe, it was Daniel Radcliffe and uh, John Larroquette. Yeah. Oh, and then man. by the time I got to New York, it was Darren Chris and Bo Bridges. And I'd say Bo, I'm, I'm glad I got, I mean, I love John Larroquette, but he can't dance. He can't really <laughs> sing. Bo Bridges can sing, and he did a good job dancing, and just, oh, it's just a fun movie. That is cool. <laughs> All right, and so what song did you pick from that? My song that I picked is I Believe in You. It's um, uh, Ponty has worked him- himself up to the role of vice president in charge of advertising. And the book says – oh, dogs are getting a drink. Uh, the book that he's reading says, you know, you've, rung, you've climbed the ladder, rung by painful rung, and now you've made it as a vice president. Good job, unless you're vice president in charge of advertising. Because now you have to come up with an idea. <clears throat> he says, or you can steal somebody else's idea. <laughs> and, I mean, he has a moral turnaround at the end of the movie. He doesn't follow the end of the book where it tells him to blame everything on somebody else. He takes full responsibility. And, honestly, when they're get, getting ready for him to sign the paperwork to resign... The CEO of the company says, well, what did you do before this? He goes, well, I was a window washer. And he goes, no kidding. I was a window washer, too. And everybody's like, oh, shit. He's not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But this song, he's in the executive washroom. And the men around him are are singing around him, you know, saying, we got to watch that man. And then it goes into I Believe in You. And he's singing to himself in the mirror. (laughs) That's and at cool. one point, he does a little, like, <laughs> he d- he takes a towel and he does, like, a little window washer thing on the mirror while the other guys are singing. And it's, But it's a beautiful song. All right. Sorry, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy I Believe in You from How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. With Robert Morse. All right, and we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Because, Jody, I believe in you. <laughs> I can't believe I can fly. Bathroom. What? I'm going to sing them to myself in the bathroom mirror tonight. That's okay. <laughs> well, all right. Before we get into uh, the next selection, it's time to bring back okay. in the random yeah. world trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, what the hell? <laughs> so, Miss Crystal has been uh, awesome enough to get us some new trivia questions. We're going to do uh, one this one and a couple songs. We'll do another one and then one right before we wrap up. All right, okay. Crystal, what's our first question? Okay. So, what show on Broadway was the first one to gross a billion dollars? I'm going to say Cats. Me too. Cats. You sure? Final answer. Yeah. Nope. What? Phantom? No. You are not going to believe this, although you might once you hear it. Hmm. Brent. It's the, it's the Lion King. Really? Really? They were the first ones to, um, to actually hit one billion gross. Wow. Wow. As many years as Rent was on Broadway, or as Rent was on, as many years as Cats was on Broadway. No shit. I find that hard to believe, but okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cats isn't even in the top three longest running shows. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. It's in the top five. It's in the top five, but it's not the top three. And that's all I'm going to say because one of my questions is what are the top five longest running shows in Broadway? Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> and no shooting. 
<laughs> we saw two. That's one out of three. <laughs> I, I was like, I was really shocked because I honestly thought it was going to be um, Phantom. Yeah, yeah, I was to be honest, too, but I was like, cats. Yeah, cool. and um, <laughs> and but when but when it when I saw the answer, I was like, it kind of makes sense though. Mm. It just yeah, does because I, I mean, Phantom's the longest game. running, but I don't think they sell out all the time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Lion King probably does. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Miss Crystal, you are up. What song are we, uh, musical, are you going to talk about? Um, I think I'm going to start with Anything Goes. Yes. So I did not know anything about this musical till the U.S. 2012 tour came and Jody was like, we have to go see this. I made her go see it. <laughs> she was like, you just have to trust me. You're going to love it. And we went and I did. I love every flipping second <laughs> of this thing. This has become one of my top favorites. And, um, and so that's what I want to talk about. So uh, the musical is actually with music and lyrics by Cole Porter. So they're all Cole, Cole Porter songs, which is probably another reason why I love it. It's uh, It was originally done in 1934, has had a few um, revivals, a couple of revisions with those revivals. But the story is basically, um, according to Wikipedia, who's going to help me sum it up, <laughs> um, the story concerns madcap antics aboard an ocean liner bound from New York to London. Billy Crocker is a stowaway in love with the Harris Hope Harcourt, who is engaged to Lord Evelyn Oakley. The nightclub singer Reno Sweeney and public enemy number 13, known as Moonface Martin, aid Billy in his quest to win Hope. Moonface. And it is a musical in two acts, as it is built. I wonder if um, Moonface eats moon pies. There you go. <laughs> um, so it's it's funny because, like, it took me a bit to realize that, like, okay, because I kept thinking since Sutton Foster, so the Broadway revival of the version that we saw on tour was with Sutton Foster. We did not see Sutton Foster. According to Wikipedia, we saw Rachel York. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's true because I don't have the thing with me right now. That's over there at home. Um, but if that is, like, she was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, the girl just, woo, damn. And when I looked her up, she's got quite a few, like, U.S. tour credits under her name. She's she's pretty good. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, I'm, honestly, it was – I was a little – when I was looking at everyone, it, I was shocked. I was like, I don't remember Sutton Foster playing, like, the the um, the love interest, which is what you would think it is. Mm -hmm. You would think is the main person because it's a it's a – that's what the underlying story is about. But it's not like it's funny because like she is she is like the the biggest uh, she played Reno Sweeney and she is sort of like the biggest face that you see them a lot of in it. But she's almost like um almost like a narrator of sorts. Like she is not the narrator, but her role is kind of to try kind of like move the story along and and bring in the different elements of the different storylines into one. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, so uh, just a couple of big names that have paid Reno Sweeney over the years. Of course, Ethel Merman originated it in 1934. Patty LaPone yeah. played her in 87. Oh, yes. um, Ellen Page. That's the big from Patty. Oh, Ellen Page, really? 
Yeah, the or, West End revival in '89. Or as, Ellen we, Page. as we know now. No, 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 Ellen, no, 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 oh, different no, Ellen no, Page. different Ellen Page. Oh, okay. Oop, my bad. No, not no, that, <laughs> <laughs> not her. Ellen Page, who played Gris, Gris, Grisabella. Can I say that, Renette? And Cats from Cats, the old Cats. Uh, okay. The older took, Cats. Took over from Betty Buckley, I believe. Ah. In Cats. Yeah, she sings Memories, I okay. think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I know who you're trying to talk about, but yes, not her. Um, I don't know if he can sing, so I've never, I've never seen him in anything where he could sing. I know that they changed um, the role a little bit when Patty took it because Patty does not dance. Yeah, and that's a hoofer role. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the main, like that, and that, and it's like weird. Like, why would you go do a role that requires? A lot of dancing and then not dance. I mean, like, she did. If when you watch her, she does a little bit, but nothing like what Sutton does. I mean, okay, yeah, or yeah. Um, so yeah, and then of course the 2012 tour had Rachel York. The 2011 tour also also had uh, Joel Gray as Moonface Martin. <laughs> that would have been fun to get. Love that movie. Yeah, another another Joel Gray. Yes. Um, so yeah, like this, you might, a lot of our listeners might, um, know, um, quite a few of the songs they have. Um, of course I get a kick out of you Mm. is in this one. Um, you're the top friendship. That's the one that Sutton sings with Joel. Um, it's the lovely anything goes of course. And then my favorite, which is, um, or one of my favorites, which is, uh, blow Gabriel blow. Yes. Mm. And, um, it was just. I mean, to see this on stage, uh, like, I had never been to a musical at that point where they mic'd the floor so that you could hear them tap dancing. I mean, it was done so amazingly. It wasn't like a weird echo. It wasn't tinny. It was like hearing it in surround sound at a movie. It was, yeah, absolutely awesome. (laughs) And um and uh, I'm gonna just assume that it was Rachel that we saw. I don't think um, was Sutton so on the tour. I didn't think she was. She was on the revival Broadway cast. No, no, Sutton. That's what I was saying. Sutton is the Broadway revival. I just don't know if anyone had subbed in for Rachel at the oh, point where oh, we okay, saw. I got you. I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna assume that's who we saw. She probably did. Um, yeah. So Rachel was absolutely amazing. Her singing is very close to Sutton's, so um, it was very so it sounded just like listening to the to the soundtrack. Um, her, Rachel's dancing out of this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that girl could freaking tap dance, just um, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of like it was very. I almost expected like Bette Miller to pop out and start singing like the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, you know. <laughs> it's like, true. It's it's kind of set in that era. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's definitely a fun one to go see if you ever can. It's a lot of shenanigans. Um, if you don't enjoy love stories, it's okay. There's a lot more to enjoy than just that. Um, it's very tongue in cheek. It's uh, just just good old fashioned fun and awesome. Um, and so the uh, the song that I picked uh, for us to listen to is, of course, "Blow Gabriel Blow." Um, it's uh, towards the end of the of the show. It's uh, done with Sutton Foster and her um, her ensemble. Uh, they are called the oh, uh, what are they called? They're like her little duo in the background. Um, 
because she she's the nightclub singer, I believe, on the um, uh, on the boat as well. That's why she is there. And so they're kind of like her backup singers. And um, and so this is them in the nightclub, uh, like doing a show for the boat. A show boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love in the movie "The Lovely" when uh, Jonathan Price sings that song. Mm-hmm. Do you know John Barman played Billy in the West End revival in 2003? Not surprised. <laughs> like, aside from the fact that he's in the Cole Porter movie right. and he, I think he sings the Delovely song. I was like, oh, I wish we could have seen that one. That would have been fun to see. I would love to see him live yes. in a show. In a show, yes. Yes. But that's me. I don't know that I necessarily want to see him in concert. I think I'd just rather see him in a Broadway show. I would do. I, it would depend on what he's singing because he actually has, like, John Barrowman sings Cole Porter. Oh, that's true. So if, yeah. he, if he did something like that or he sang musical numbers, I'd totally go see that. Yeah. yeah. But I think I would still much rather see him in some sort of play or yeah. musical. Yeah. yeah. All right. So everybody enjoy. Coming up next, it's Blow Gabriel Blow from Anything Goes with Sutton Foster. All right, and Anything Goes has gone and went. <laughs> ha 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 ha. But I'm bum. Right. So I hope everybody is enjoying this. And now we're going to go into our second half. So it's back to me. Um, this one, this one, I love this musical so much. Is <laughs> to me is one of the funniest musicals ever. It's Sesame Street for adults, done with puppets, because everybody loves puppets, right? <laughs> and it's Avenue Q. I freaking love this show. <laughs> This this one actually came out a couple of months before uh, Wicked. Okay, they opened in March of two thousand three. Yeah. yeah, that year was pretty much dominated by both uh, of those. What a good year! <laughs> um, but Avenue Q, this it it is such a fun show. Uh, it takes place in New York on Avenue Q, um, where one of the main characters, Princeton is looking for an apartment and he makes his way all the way down to Avenue Q because it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> they have and, a disclaimer that there's puppet nudity in yes. this musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he meets uh, all these uh, cast of characters around everybody from Kate Monster to Nikki and Rod, the roommates. One has a little secret. Um, you've got, my one of my favorite characters just because he's so <laughs> he's so out there and it's a nice play on cookie monster you've got tricky monster mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've got the humans such as brian christmas eve which is like the stereotypical asian american god she's so funny <laughs> i love you too <laughs> then you got gary coleman played yes. by a girl <laughs> There's a carpet for it, and you got to get the super. And yo, Gary, it's Gary. Cole. What are you talking about? <laughs> it is such a good show. Once again, just like Wicked, there are so many good songs on this. Um, 
Rod is, I mean, Princeton is looking for his purpose. And so it's, they go through all of this. He falls for Kate Monster and uh, goes through some depression and all of this. I'm like, there's, everybody's a little bit racist, which uh, they uh, talk, joke about uh, the issues of race. Um, uh, you've got, uh, it sucks to be me. <laughs> which is an all-time favorite because when you're feeling down it just oh man right and they up. go through everybody it's it's almost like a contest to see who's mm -hmm. got who life sucks whose more. life sucks more basically suck 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 her accent was so my stereotypical i oh my god i love it it's so funny so my favorite memory from when this musical came out was after I had gone on tour, uh, of course, this was back when I used to do guest relations and quite a few people were going out to see it when it hit Orlando. I didn't quite have enough money to go see stuff back then. And um, one of the guys, we, we were up at the ticket window and one of the guys was like super excited. He was, he was going, I think he was going that night or maybe the next night. And it's like late at night. There's usually not a lot of people coming in and we're all like talking about it, singing the songs. And he starts uh, screaming, belting out the internet is for porn. <laughs> and right then someone walks up <laughs> with their kid to the oh, window and he, we all just went, Aah! I don't think she heard it though. <laughs> it was so we were just like timing. Holy crap, timing. <laughs> and um, there's another song, it's uh, Schadenfreude. Uh, one of my favorite lines in that, of course, being in Orlando and working around the parks and everything, watching tourists reading maps. Yes, that is the fun of just watching these stupid people fail. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's life outside your apartment. I, I'm going to jump. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> well, that, she didn't need much convincing. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, this uh, this is one of my favorite um, uh, my favorite actors on Broadway is John John Tartaglia. Which I keep calling John Tartaglia, <laughs> but he he's fantastic. He actually had his own um, kids TV show for a little bit. And, for Disney, yeah. And um, I saw him when he came to Disney in, at, at that theater that we used to have backstage at the studios. I went my lunch break and sat with a bunch of kids <laughs> And if you have uh, Sirius XM, he actually does a show on I think Sundays on uh the broadway channel yes he does mm -hmm. yes I, i've listened to him he's really good oh his filmography is play with me sesame he did ernie in season two and <laughs> Fraggle rock rock on he did gobo boober uncle traveling matt and wembley that's, that's awesome to go I from that to the interneters for porn okay <laughs> <laughs> but which oddly enough is the song that i chose of course you did if you do not like lewd in your window and right in your face 
uh, smut, do not listen to this song. You do not have a sense of humor. Just stop listening. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> but my my this song is just so funny because Kate Monster is getting to teach a lesson and she's going to choose the internet. And Chucky Monster keeps inter, uh, interrupting because he thinks the internet is for porn and then brings in some of the other guys from around Avenue Q. I, I just, I love, I love the part when she tells him he can't say it anymore. And then she goes on with the song and you hear her. <laughs> and my favorite part is one of his last little interjections toward the end is grab your dick and double click. For porn, porn, <laughs> porn. Oh. This, this will take you out of a bad mood in, in a heartbeat. Yep. I, yes. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> and so this, um, it's Kate Monster, Trekkie Monster, uh, Gary Coleman, uh, Rod, Princeton. So it's a majority of the cast talking about that they look at porn after they look at other things on the internet. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. I masturbate. <laughs> God. All right. Before we start singing the entire song. Right. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, Sorry. Let's go right to the song. So here it is from Avenue Q. The internet is for porn. It's for corn? Porn. I know, but you just said corn. What oh, sounded like oh, it? I was like, well, I guess it's for corn too. <laughs> that's that's a whole other musical. Uh, <laughs> anyway, play anyway, on. Enjoy. All right, and I hope you enjoyed. The internet is for porn. I love that song. <laughs> I do. We actually listened to it along with it on the break. So we did. We sang. Oh. Break, I was listening to Hades Town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving right along. But <laughs> All right, Peanut Gallery, what you got next? What do I got next? I have let's see. I'm gonna go with uh, Roger and Hammerstein's carousel. It was adapted from play. I've seen the movie several times with Shirley Jones and Gordon McRae. Um, it doesn't have the best message. <laughs> That's fitting it nicely. And I've never even watched it. Huh? No, no. It's it's called Carousel because it's it takes place in a coast coastline uh town in Maine. And this young girl, uh Julie Jordan, she falls in love with a carousel barker mm. and because of their love, they end up both. She's working at a mill, I believe, and she lives there also. It's like you know, the the girls can't have boyfriends, and as long as they have this job, they have like strict like um, uh, I, um curfews. Oh, that, curfews. That was it. Rules and curfews. And when she, when they find out that she's dating this Barker, they actually they both get fired from their jobs. I don't remember why he gets fired from being a a uh, Barker, but he doesn't treat her the best. She shows up with some bruises and um, he only kind of turns himself around when he finds out she's pregnant. And that's where my favorite song comes in. He's walking along the beach, singing a song about his child and how he's going to take care of his child. And then all of a sudden he realizes, Oh crap. What if I don't have 
a boy, what if we have a girl? Mm-hmm. He's like, what kind of father am I going to be for a daughter? I've got to raise money. I've got to do this. And that leads him to, spoiler alert, that leads him to, um, well, I mean, this this movie came out in uh, 1956. So not really. I would say spoiler alert. It's right. old. And most of us don't even want to watch it. <laughs> so, But anyway, he... Um, he takes he takes a part in a robbery that goes wrong, ends up getting stabbed and killed, and then he's up in heaven, and well, not he's got he's kind of not he's kind of in uh, like a waiting uh, waiting room, not not a waiting room, but he gets not quite in heaven yet. Mm-hmm. And this angel gives him a chance to go down and see his daughter, who's all grown up now, and. He wants to give her something, so he gives him the angel gives him a star to give to his daughter, and he decides the daughter was like is like I don't know who you are, I don't really want to have it. You're a strange man, and he grabs her hand and smacks her hand, and then Julie comes, the mom comes out, and he he looks at the angel. He says, "I don't want her to see me." He says, "Okay, well she can't see you," (laughs) and then the little girl asks her mother, and this line is so ridiculous. Is it possible for someone to hit you, hit you hard, and you not feel it at all? And her mother says, "Yes, it's possible for someone to hit you, hit you hard, and you not feel it at all." And I'm just like, "Oh, Lord." <laughs> yep. Other than that, some of those older ones just don't hold up today yeah, at all. <laughs> so, I mean, and and I didn't get, I didn't get that from the movie until I was much older, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh dear God," but um. The Broadway, the original Broadway show had John Raitt, Bonnie Raitt's father. He is like oh, Broadway. I did not know that. Yeah, Broadway gold. I mean, the man's amazing. Well, he has since passed on, but he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was Shirley Jones and Gordon McRae. Fun little trivia: they had originally cast Frank Sinatra in the role of Billy Bigelow, and they had recorded all the songs. They got off the plane to where they were going to film the movies, and they had this brand new type of filming where they basically were going to have to film each scene twice, basically film the whole movie twice. When Frank heard that, he turned around and got back on the plane and left. He's like, "I'm no. And so Shirley Jones suggested Gordon McRae because she had just done Oklahoma with him. And I'm sorry, I can't see skinny little Frank Sinatra playing Billy Bigelow. You need a broad-shouldered, tough man to play that part. And not in back in 1956 Frank Sinatra was not that type of man (laughs) (laughs) but the musical ran on Broadway uh, from April of 45 to May of 47 Uh, this was before the Tonys it won a Donaldson Award some New York uh, drama desk drama uh, critic I can read my own handwriting awards Um, Because the the Tonys didn't come out until um, actually after the show closed was the first Tonys. Hmm. So they they didn't make it into the... Oh, wow. Because they would have been eligible for the Tonys after the first year they were on Broadway within 45, Mm -hmm. but the Tonys didn't start until 47. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it. The version that we're going to listen to is actually from a special concert on the west on on the london west end um with john Raitt and i i love i have both versions on cd because i'm a dork i I love (laughs) the movie and i love the broadway show but i love 
John Wright's version just a little bit better. He just hits some notes differently and it just makes me melt. And, and Crystal and I actually heard uh, what well, we saw and heard Hugh Jackman sing this because it's one of his favorite songs mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. We went to see him and it's just. I didn't know it was from this because I don't, I don't actually, I don't think I've ever heard anything from Carousel. Yeah. Other than apparently when he sang this one song. Yeah. But like, like you said, with uh, the two different versions, that's like me and Into the Woods. I love the movie version with uh, Meryl Streep, mm -hmm. but I love the musical version with Bernadette, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. <laughs> and another fun little, this is just a fun little family tidbit. When my mother was in high school, her choir director, it was either her choir director or just one of her teachers was pregnant. Nope. And there is a song in the movie called June is busting out all over. And it's talking about the month of June, but this particular teacher's name was June. And they walked behind her down. And my mother was a singer. They walked behind her down the hallway singing. June is busting out all over. Cause they were little shit. Basically. Well, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's my personality. The apple did not fall far. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was very sarcastic and you know she had good friends and <laughs> mm -hmm. but yes i just i mean and there's another song at the end of the musical called walk on which is it's almost like when you if you hear it separate from the musical you might almost think it's a religious song because it's very heavy but i just i love this song i love when he all of a sudden realizes oh crap i've got to you know what if i have a girl what, what kind of father am i going to be for a daughter and just <sighs> but yeah, John Raitt, just, uh, he, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So coming up next, our next hot hit of the musicals is Soliloquy <laughs> from Carousel. From Carousel. All right. And we're back. All right. <laughs> next part, it is time once again for our next trivia question. So let's okay. see if we can get this next one coming up. <clears throat> All right. This one's for Peanut Gallery. Oh, it's in her honor. <laughs> what, what was the last song ever written together by Rodgers and Hammerstein? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I have no idea on this. Um... Uh, it's Jody's favorite song. <laughs> what soliloquy was the last song they wrote? <laughs> no, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I may have just given you the answer. They didn't. They didn't. Did did they do? Oh, did 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 they do? Um. Uh. Is it is it Edelweiss? Chris. I, I I got nothing. <laughs> yes, it's Edelweiss. <laughs> well, she hates this song. Well, a little backstory: I sang this song in grade school for solo and ensemble contest, and then I uh, accompanied two girls, like two or three girls, within the next two years at solo and ensemble contest. I played mm -hmm. the piano part while they sang, and. Just and I would come home, and mom's like, Hey, I recorded something for you. And beat, she start playing and threatening little Edelweiss. I'm like, And it's gonna be stuck in my head, so thank you very much. I hate you. <laughs> Suck. You're welcome. I actually really oh, enjoy that, that song. 
But uh, yeah, apparently uh, one of them, I can't remember which one it was, was um, sick with uh, a stomach cancer. Oh. And so that happened to be the very last song that they both worked on together. That's interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that was a little tidbit. But uh, yep. I love, you know what I love with that song is uh, it's the theme song to The Man in the High Castle. And they slow it down and make it really creepy sounding. Well, that's cool. <laughs> um, and uh, because, of course, the that that series is about what if uh, Germany had actually won World War II. And Germany and Japan had now taken over uh, the United States. And it was no longer just the United States. There was no more America. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Edelweiss is the, is, is a, uh, is the theme song to it. And it's, oh, my God, it's so fucking creepy. That's fun. <laughs> I love him. I mean, I love Christopher Plummer. He sings it in the movie, Sound of Music. He does. He does a beautiful does. rendition he of does. it. But yeah, it, it's yeah. been overplayed in my head. And yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> I had to. You. When I read that, when I read that, I was like, it's so going to be one of my No, man, y'all were, you were talking about like having like different versions of stuff like how many versions of like Hello Dolly and Porgy and Bess do I actually? Oh know? Christ! No, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah, and I and I still want some of the other ones because like I have like, of course, I have the Carol Channing Hello Dolly, right. and uh, I think the I don't know if I have the Bette Midler or one of the other ones of because uh, I got two of them. Yeah, do you have Barbara? But I need I, huh? Yeah, yeah, Barbara, right? From the movie. That I think is the one I don't have. I have to look. It, I might. I know I've got Carol Channing, but I don't remember if I have uh, the other one. Yeah. That's cool. Didn't. But yeah, and uh huh. Didn't um uh, 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 uh um well I can see her. What well, oh Jesus, we just talked about her. Um, Bernadette. No, um, bigger. I wish I had the Bernadette version because that would have been had Victor Garber. Yeah, we talked to him about Vic- uh, Garber. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big voice. I can't think of her name right now. Oh, Pearl Bailey did one. I would love that. To- I, oh, totally I don't know if they saw that, that one. Dude, that's right. Pearl Bailey took yeah. over. They wanted her for the role. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm like complete blank here. I cannot think of this singer's name. Mm. Oh no! But apparently, Mary Martin did it in the West End in the sixties. Oh, Mary Martin—that's uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So while you're stewing on that, if you happen to, I'm say, gonna yell. I'm just gonna yell it out. <laughs> you are, and it's okay. <laughs> All right, girl. What you got for your next one? All right. Uh, for my next one, I'm gonna go a little bit more recent. Um, and talk about Hades Town. I am obsessed with Hades Town. I love the sound of it. I love the story. Uh, we were going to go see this if we had gone to see the Music Man when it opened Plus, up. Mm-hmm. We had tickets yep. to it. And I'm really pissed off <laughs> because I would have loved to have gone seen it. And God knows if they'll if they'll still be going when we go again. Because that was one of the ones that they just blanket refunded yeah you know music the music man they keep pushing us back and pushing us back they're definitely going to open with it but Hades Town and company they refunded and so I have no idea if this will go on uh afterwards it was actually supposed to come to Orlando too it was going to go on tour and I would have been okay with that as well but um all that stuff got canceled so 
um, I really hope. Um, so Hades Town was uh, originally conceived in 2006 and premiered in good. Vermont. Sorry. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I did not see her on here. She may not have been. I just, it, I, it okay. just it, the, the part fits her. But all right, so go ahead. No, it told no, it totally does. That would have been amazing to see. Yeah, if she'd ever done it. Um and speaking of that, we almost got to see Betty Buckley do it, only when they came, she we saw her her uh Wichamadiggy instead. Her understudy, which we heard was a better Thank show. You. Actually. Yeah. Oh, she was amazing. Uh, Betty Buckley, I think at this point, is just a name. Yeah, honestly, because Betty Ever, Buckley was in the yeah. original cast of Cats and all that. So um, Ethel Merman was the last Dolly Levi in Hello, Dolly. Um, huh? She did play Hello, Dolly on Broadway for a bit. Oh, according to Wikipedia, she did not, but Okay. Well, that's the thing. With Wikipedia, it only gives you, like, if it's something that's run a lot, it only gives you, like, staples. Yeah. It, it won't give you, like, and this person then came in for this one, and this one came in for this one, because the 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 uh, one with Victor and um, uh, Bernadette's not on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's probably why. That makes sense though, because it's it definitely seems like the um, a character she would do. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so back to Terry's Town. Um, so anyway, it originated in two thousand and six, and then they kind of revamped it a little bit in twenty ten, and it hit um, Broadway. <clears throat> it is. Um, it hasn't. I think. I don't know if it ever got on the on the road yet or not. Um, it kind of was hitting the road with. Uh, right before um, COVID. So I'm not sure if they ever got off the ground with that. <clears throat> so um, it is a very small cast. I don't know if they have a lot of extras, but their main cast consists of Orpheus, Eurydice, Hades, Persephone, Hermes, and the Fates. Cool. That's their main cast. It's very, very small. Um, <clears throat> it is the Greek story of Orpheus and Eurydice, where um, Orpheus goes to the underworld to rescue Eurydice from Hades. Uh, it's really, really cool. Um, I've said before that I absolutely, positively love Greek mm -hmm. mythology. Um, I love um, Greek plays, all that good stuff. And what's really, really neat about the story is it kind of follows like a musical as a Greek play, if that That's makes cool. sense. Like a uh, so like <clears throat> you have, you know, it's a smaller cast. They introduce people the same way you would as if you were reading a play. Um, Orpheus is the, uh, narrator. So, um, so he narrates as if this was a play that you're reading, um, like a Greek play and all that good stuff. And it's really, really cool. Um, so the opening Broadway cast, you have Reeve Carney as Orpheus. I'm sorry, not or Orpheus is not the uh, the um, the narrator. Hermes is the narrator. I'll get my people mixed up. Hermes is the narrator. Orpheus is the main guy. He's the uh, um, so he's played by Reeve Carney, and he is his great uncle was uh, Art Carney. Oh, cool. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I just read that. that. And um, do you guys remember when we watched the Fox Live Rocky Horror Picture Show with Vernon yes. Cox? This guy was oh, Riff Raff. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And apparently he's a blues singer too. Like he hmm. like he kind of does everything. Um, so he is Orpheus. He is our our um our wooer, if you will. And um Yuri Dice. Well, I'm, huh? just, I'm just like the wooer. I like that song. <laughs> wooer. I couldn't think it. I don't no, know. I can't no, no, it's a good word. Good word. I like it. <laughs> Uh, Your Dice is played by uh, Eva Noblezada, I think her name is. I was trying to look up everyone in the cast because it's kind of a diverse cast. It's uh, um, Eva is, um, she actually debuted on Broadway with the Miss Saigon revival. Um, she was Kim and she received a Tony nomination in, in 2017 for it. So she's definitely going to be someone to... Um, to watch. Um, and so she is uh, Mexican American and Filipino. Um, who else is in here? Uh, Patrick Page is Hades. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, him and one other person, it might have been Amber, I don't remember, came from like, uh, they came from like the same, like, from like, Oh, uh, from um, Spider Man. Remember the the really weird oh, Spider Man musical? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was him and, and Orpheus. I think Orpheus played hmm. Spider Man. So uh, it was really weird to see that they kind of all came with the same thing. It's so weird. Um, Amber Gray plays Persephone. Um, you have the fates have changed the most, but currently they they were Jewel Blackman, Yvette Gonzalez, Nacor, Nasor. And uh, Kay Trinidad. Um, and of course, Hermes, our narrator, our this beautiful man, Andre He's De Shields. Amazing. I've talked about him before. He is amazing. He is royalty. I love this man's voice. He has been in a shit ton of stuff. He originated the, um, the actual title role in The Wiz, which is mm -hmm. The Wiz. Um, he was the first of that in Broadway. He's been in Eight Misbehaven. He's been in you know, all just all kinds of stuff. Um, he's done. Oh my god! Hold on, let me <laughs> what else did he do? Um, he did. Uh, he was in a Chicago production of Hair. He was, you know, um, he's done the Full Monty. Oh my! He's god. done Play he On. He's done the, Waiting for Godot. The movie or the Broadway show or the Full Monty. I don't think he no, was in the movie. I think he was he on stage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's guest starred on shows like Another World and Cosby and Sex in the City and Law and Order. And um, he did a 1980s version of Alice in Wonderland, but not the one that we know. I, I was sitting here like, I don't remember him being in that 1980s like miniseries Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass oh, okay. it's not it's a different one because it had Nathan Lane oh. in it and I was like I don't remember Nathan Lane before <laughs> that Nathan one Lane. because then it said that yeah he said he was one of the Tweedles and I was like no, no that was what's her, what's his face and Edie they were the oh, Tweedles Stephen in that Edie. one um, <laughs> yeah they were the Tweedles in that one so um uh so yeah uh and Andre's like I I will listen to anything he's in and anything yeah. he sings 
That man is amazing. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so it's really, really cool. I really enjoy it. It sounds a little bit different. I love that they have a very simple tune that la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. Like that is the tune that Orpheus is working on in the beginning and it flows through everything. It's, it's like the little piece that transitions all the songs goes through the entire story. It keeps it all together. It's part of um, the, the song that I have that uh, to, um, to play and um, the, the music's a little bit different. It's a little bit more, it has a little bit more swag to it than a normal musical does. And, um, and recently, of course, uh, it, it got a little political because people were making um, parallels with Hades and the wall and how he tries to brainwash his people into thinking that the wall is what saves them and keeps mm-hmm. them wonderful and, and rich to what was going on here at the yeah, U.S. at the time. And so you've got, um, it's just, it's smart, it's original, it's brilliant, and uh, it, it, just listening to it, you can pretty much picture what you might, like, you can tell the story just mm-hmm. listening to the music, which is really cool. I love that. Um, so I have to play the, um, this, this is the song that they did at the uh, Tony Awards. I don't remember if it was that year or the year after. Cause I don't know quite when this came out during that year. And um, it's called wait for me. Um, and this is when um, it actually has an intro. Um, that's mainly Hermes uh, doing just a little quick uh, talk with him with Orpheus and wait for me right afterwards is the main song. And it's uh, Hermes taking Orpheus and telling him the way to get into Hades to go rescue Eurydice without having to go through the main gates. Yes. And so the song is basically Hermes, Orpheus, and the Fates. It's really pretty. She, I mean, obviously I've listened to it several times because she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, everybody, enjoy this next song. It's Wait For Me from Hades Town. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed Hades Town. I'll have to go back for another visit another day. <laughs> All right. So we're getting ready to wrap up here. So it's going to be time for the last question of our random world trivia. All right, girl, what's the last bit? All right. This will be a two-parter if you guys want okay. to have, yep. have fun. Uh, what are the top five longest-running Broadway uh, shows? As of like right now. Phantom? Cats, um, Hello Dolly, Phantom Cats, um, Lion King, Lion King, and Rent. Mm, uh, ooh, that's a toughie for the fifth one. Uh, Lay Miz. That's my guess. <laughs> Okay. Jody, you have I any wanna, other guesses? I'm throwing Rent as one. And okay. Is this longest running year-wise or how many performances they've done? 
This was performances. Okay, and then I'm gonna throw in Hamilton. Okay. Uh, you guys got <laughs> three of them. Better than <laughs> it's not bad. And, and I and I gave you two. So <laughs> Uh, number one is actually Phantom. It is still, according to the last, oh, still the top longest running Broadway show. It is okay. not the top longest running West End show, by the way. It is not. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, the second one is Chicago. Oh, oh, duh. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's and it's really funny because some of these are very close. Like Chicago could easily overcome Phantom. I'm. I'm yeah. yeah, number three is The Lion King. Mm -hmm. um, four is Cats. Mm -hmm. And five is Wicked. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Oddly <laughs> enough, yeah. yeah. So the other half was going to be, do you know what top five West End ones were? But um, oh, God, no. I would tell you, like, three of these, you're not even going to know. Like, the first one is a musical called The Mousetrap. Uh, number two is Les Mis. Mm. Elaine is, I think, was in the top 10 for Broadway. Mm. Um, number three is Phantom. That is the only top five one they have in common with us. Four is Woman in Black. Never heard of and one. five is Blood Brothers. Yeah. I've so heard I don't of know what those are. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed our romp through a few of our favorite musicals and enjoyed the little musical interludes. Um, just want to make sure that you remember that we do now have a Twitter and I am posting regularly. Um, it's, you can either search for my random world or it's my, it's sorry, it's MRW podcast. And then of course you can send us an email at my at gmail.com. Send us anything you'd like to see us do. If you have any comments, questions, things that we can do on the air. Um, we also do like to support our friends. Um, if you're into reality shows such as Big Brother, which I am, uh, go check out my friend Eric and at Reality Recaps or yourrealityrecaps.com. And he also does the, uh, his own podcast with uh, one of our Big Brother All-Stars from uh, 22 and 21. Uh, that's at Hello Friends TWI. So go check those out. And now that's Nostalgic with Aja and Fernando. And that's going to do it for us for this week. Next week, who knows what we'll, what shenanigans we'll be up to. So you got to come back and check us out again. <laughs> All right. So once again, from our random world to yours, hope you guys stay safe and have a good night. See you, people. Bye. Good night.